Ça raconte l'histoire d'un orage qui monte. Et des insectes qui le sentent. tempête qui éclate. everyone and thank you for joining us for our special bonus episode of the film Portrait of a Lady on Fire or if you prefer Portrait de la Jeune Fille en Feu um, which is the official so real title. Fancy. So fancy. <laughs> you know <laughs> if you got it flaunt it right anyway. <laughs> right. Oh goodness anyway um, so we would just like to thank everyone who voted for this film this was one of four options for our pride bonus episode and um, I don't know I can't speak for Lauren but I know I was pretty excited that this one won I liked all four of the films that we submitted for your consideration but I was kind of secretly hoping this is the one that would win so <laughs> You know what, so was I, because this was one that we managed to somehow not mention when we were talking about, you know, yeah. pride films and stuff like that. And at the end of all of that, I was like, damn it, we didn't talk about Portrait of a Lady <laughs> on Fire, which is like one of the biggest, biggest LGBTQ films of recent years. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's like this, Carol, Call Me By Your Name are the ones that everyone just talks about all the time. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, we would like to thank everyone, like I said, for voting for it. We did put the poll up, not just on Twitter this time, but also on Patreon for the Patreon subscribers who may not be on Twitter. Um, we didn't have as many votes as I was kind of hoping, but maybe that's just because it's new. So just so you guys know, we will be doing that every month now. Um, so look for, for those polls. When you hear us announce that, we've, uh, that we're going to be doing our bonus, um, look for the polls on on patreon and you know what honestly if you're on twitter too you can vote twice we're never gonna know <laughs> just saying <laughs> loading the ballot box my you God. know sometimes people just want to do that and you know as long as it doesn't put trump in office i'm okay with it <laughs> i hate when i say funny things and you're muted because then i don't know if you're reacting or not <laughs> I'm sorry. I was moving my computer. I was oh, okay. moving my computer. I was, I was smiling. I was okay, smiling, good. but you cannot see that on my face in through the computer. It's true. Cause we don't do this with our cameras on because <laughs> this view is not that great right now. <laughs> anyway. So let's talk about portrait of a lady on fire. This film came out in 2019 and it won a bunch of awards and was nominated for a bunch of others it was uh considered um at one point or another a front runner well not necessarily a front runner because nothing was gonna probably beat parasite but it was considered a strong contender for foreign language film until it was not submitted by its own country so there was that 
anyway you know, i think probably says a lot about france and and given some of the things that also went down during that year yeah yeah france has got some troubles and it's one of these situations where i believe with all of my heart and you can never convince me otherwise if it had been the exact same film with a male director's name on it they would have submitted it and they would have just praised the shit out of it so you know but but it could never have been the exact same film with the male director exactly and i think i mean i'm certain we're going to talk about that because i have some other films i would like to compare this to (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's why i say with a male director's name on it like it it wouldn't have had to be directed by a man it just had to like look like it was and then people would have been like oh yeah you know anyway um so the plot summary for this movie is on an isolated island in Brittany at the end of the 18th century a female painter is obliged to paint a wedding portrait of a young woman which is such a basic plot summary of this movie uh it was written and directed by Celine Siama and it stars Noemi Merlant, Adele Hanel, and Luana Bajrami. I hope I'm saying that name correctly. Um, it also has an appearance by Valeria Golino, which if you don't know who she is, um, she started a movie with Tom Cruise. So shame on you for not knowing that. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not know that she was in a movie. With she was in Rain Cruise. Man. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Uh-huh. Like, Back in the day, she was also in Hot Shots with uh, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> so, so, you know, anyway, good, some not so good. All right, you know, <laughs> we all have to eat and work. Actresses exactly, have to work. exactly. Anyway, all right. So let's start off just talking about our basic general thoughts of the film, and then we can talk about some of the specific themes and and things like the cinematography, the female gaze, stuff like that. So first of all, Lauren, I know you saw this movie way, way sooner than I did. And you were talking about it for a long time before I finally got a chance to watch it. So I would like for you to talk first about your initial thoughts and, and why this film resonated so much with you. Um, Yeah, I got to see this back when uh, it was shown at the New York Film Festival in whatever that was, 2019. Um, must have been, yeah. So, uh, and and I mean, it was one of those films that had already had a lot of buzz surrounding it. It had, I think at that point it had done Cannes, it had done like a whole bunch of different places. And so this was a major one that I was like, okay, I definitely need to see this. And I saw it in the same festival, I think that, that they showed Parasite as well. So this is like, this is a good festival that year. Um, Seriously. But this one, you know, I kind of went into it with the assumption that I was probably going to like it because it had been so, it, it had received so many accolades, but I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I hadn't, I didn't really know uh, who Celine uh, Sciamma was or much about the film itself. It's, you know, basically what, <laughs> what you talked about um, in terms of like the synopsis. Uh, and I think that what caught me off guard on with this one was just how gorgeous it is and just the cinematography but also the way that the women are photographed the way that the women relate to each other um it you know the the end of the film which i think we're going to talk about is just this static camera shots right and and so it's all about it's all about faces and bodies and 
it's like it's heartbreaking the the ending of the film is just devastating and like at the end of it me and one of my friends were like walking i was like okay well my soul is destroyed um <laughs> like but yeah. at, at the same time it doesn't you know it's one of those films that even though it doesn't have a quintessential happy ending as it were um it is it still feels right like everything that happens in it you know you know and the characters know that there's a limitation on their relationship that this isn't going to turn out to be um uh this you know something that goes on forever or anything like that and the, ultimately it's that's okay because it's so meaningful while it's happening uh yeah it's it's a it's such a gorgeous film and so and there's, there's such a limited dialogue and i know that most of the men really loved to point this out i think because they wanted points but yes there are very very few men actually in this film and in fact when a man does appear uh nearing the end of the film it, it's all it does feel like this invasion you know it's just like oh god like there's a man there no that's not a good thing it and and i think that that um the film does that really well without without making it a thing like it's not it's so obvious that it feels like an invasion because you've kind of been plunged into this world that is entirely shaped by women that is entirely populated by women and that is about female relationships and it, it reaches this point not just not just the, the central romantic relationship but the relationship between between um older women and younger women between mothers and daughters between servants and uh, and employers, all of that stuff. And there's this wonderful give and take that goes on with it. And, and then when a man appears, it's like, okay, well now all of the fun is over. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous film. Rewatching it a second time, I, uh, I noticed a whole bunch of things that I hadn't really seen in the initially because I knew how it was going to play out and because I knew some of the images that were gonna recur. Yeah. Yeah, this is a film that, uh... I mean, like you said, it's it's beautiful. The way that it's it's photographed, the way that it's written, there's so the score is used very sparingly. Um, there's the dialogue is only they only talk when necessary. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much of it's um it's, there's a word I was thinking of earlier, but it's it's just a very meditative film, but it it's not slow. It's not, um, it, it doesn't drag, it's not boring ever, but it's very, um, one of the things I think that Celine Sciamma does very, very well is just allow things to, to play out. There's a lot of lingering and a lot of just taking time. It, it's nothing is ever rushed. Nothing ever feels hurried or or anything like that. It, it all just feels like you just get to watch these scenes unfold and it, and it's so beautiful the way that it's done. And what that does is not only build up this central relationship between this, this painter and her subject, but it also allows for these, these conversations when um, uh, Heloise's uh, mom, is around and she's talking to Marianne and those conversations are just there's there's so much subtext of like there's a lot of things that are overtly stated but a lot of things that are just understood too 
And then also when you bring in Sophie, who is this girl who works in the house and her situation, um, you know, and it deals with, with subjects of abortion and stuff like that. And it's, it's all done in such a way that is just, it feels natural. It doesn't feel overwrought, I think is, that's the word I was looking for before. And uh, just, yeah. And the, the camera work in it, I think one of the things that initially struck me and that I really was, was paying attention to on rewatching it was um, the way that, you know, I just kept thinking about these stories where there's like this isolation and sort of this forbidden love type of, of theme there's a tendency when you have male directors and cinematographers to darken the subject, to make it um, just, just generally like use darker, more muted tones to really highlight that this is something that's like taboo. But what I love here is that it's bright. Everything is just color and, and just light and it feels just good it feels positive even when when things are uncomfortable it's never um it never feels darker or 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 um does that make sense like it just it's always yeah. just like just just beautiful yeah um, i i mean i i think i said in my review way 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 back one that you could almost you could freeze almost any frame of that film and and it, it would look like it would be a painting right but yeah. at the same time the movement is also what matters one of the things i really liked about it in terms of the cinematography is that unlike you know and and in some ways i i almost want to compare it to someone like kubrick right who mm -hmm. crafts these gorgeous images yeah um right but the one of the issues that i think you run into with with kubrick is that it is photographic in a certain sense right there are these like static moments mm -hmm. one of the things that i love about this film is that even though you could you know freeze it and you would have a fantastic photograph in fact there were a couple of times when i paused it and i was like <laughs> oh my god it's like a renaissance it's painting so beautiful. Right? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's gorgeous right the image is gorgeous and the composition is gorgeous so much it has to you have to have that movement you have to have that fluidity mm -hmm. um it's not about these static moments it is about the movement so i i like the uh, kind of combination of showing right the the portrait the portrait of a of a lady on fire um that the film based that basically introduces the flashback with like most of the film yeah. is the flashback and then um, when you actually get to that point where you, you get that image, the image itself, it, you, on the one hand, it's like, you see where she got the image. And at the same time, it is so meaningful, but it's so much of it is about the movement itself. It's about the flickering of the flames. It's mm -hmm. about her looking at Heloise. It's about Heloise literally catching on fire, like the, yeah. her dress and her noticing the fact that her dress has, has caught on fire and not doing anything initially, right? And that other mm -hmm. people have to go and help her and put it out. Um, and all of that is, is so meaningful. So you've got this wonderful relationship between this capturing an image, right? In paint or on film but also the fact that it has to be kinetic. It has to be moving for it to really get at the meaning of it. Yeah, and that's something that they even talk about at one point when, when Marianne finally tells 
Helene's because she's brought there kind of in secret. So um, she's there to paint this painting, but because Heloise has all these problems with, you, you know, she doesn't want to sit for a portrait and she had an issue with the painter before, which we can talk about that in a minute. But um, so, so Marianne's there just like, oh, be friends with her and then paint secretly at night. And when she's finally ready to, to, sh- to share that with her and they look at the painting together that she's made and Heloise starts talking to her about that. Like, is this how you see me? And is this really what, you know, what I look like to you? And, and so then Marianne starts in on this, like, well, you know, there's theory and there's technique and all that. And they have this, this interesting conversation that's really about that because there's so much more when you're capturing someone's image it's it really is so much more than just that frozen in time kind of paused yeah shot yeah and i i think heloise even says so there's no life or it's yeah yeah so so there so you you can capture my image but you can't capture who i am and of course Mm -hmm. by the end of it everything that has gone into that painting and the relationship and everything and the fact that they do what they really have of each other in the end are paintings and memories. Yeah. Um, and so, so, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be slightly scholarly and slightly elitist here. So I've recently been reading Proust. Um, <laughs> of course you have. <laughs> Cause uh, I mean, I could talk about that at some point, but, but so one of the things in, in Proust, this actually does have relationship to what we're talking about. Um, one of the things in Proust is the, is about the fleetingness of memory, right? The fact, and the fact that simply something very simple can evoke all of these sensory memories. Um, and that's part of what is happening in this film is that you've got what you have left of this relationship are, you know, the, the page of a book and a miniature and um, a painting, which evoke all of these other emotions and, and music, right? Which evoke all of these other emotions and experiences and memories because they're associated with something so meaningful for the characters. But the things themselves don't have that life in the same way. They are given life basically by the memories of the characters. <laughs> Beautifully so. stated. <laughs> I've read four volumes of Proust so far. I just, <laughs> just want to put that out there. Wow. Meanwhile, I've been trying to read the same hundred and something page book for like two months. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is over the course of four years. I okay. So I read a Proust a year. You've been listening to our June bonus episode, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. To hear the rest, visit patreon.com slash citizendane and subscribe.